Hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 5 of The Morning Metro. It is Saturday, July 7th, 2018. We, of course, are your hosts, Gert21 and Gertron, my co-host. And we're, we're back. It is good to be back on TMM. I, I honestly, I, I miss this desk. But, you know, I walked I know. in this morning, Gertron, and I noticed something. Mm, there were dust notice? bunnies. I thought I told you to dust off the desk before the show. But they're part of the crew. Since when? when do, wait, are we going for cheap labor here? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I, well, it was weird. I walked in bunnies. and I walked in and there was a dust bunny house for sale. The runoff prices are insane for dust bunnies. It's got to be hard know, being a dust right? bunny. We're, 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 we're making money. We're making bank. I, uh, oh, man. But no, on a serious note. <laughs> On a serious note, how are you this morning, Gertron? I am doing fantastic. It's been a great day so far. Oh uh, yeah. What what's made your what, name one thing that made your day really great? Mm. Uh, the dryer works again. Oh cool. Yeah, I so think my you're. Clothes are clean. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you remember you mentioning that your uh, something about your your dryer or whatever was like was messed up or something. Yeah. Yeah. Brand, brand new dryer now. Actually, I see something out here that's kind of funny outside my office. There's somebody that just did a three-point turn in the middle of the street. Man, you gotta love those three-pointer turns. <laughs> we, of course, just got a really packed show. Actually, as well, too, we want to mention that the Morning Metro has something kind of cool. Gertrude, could you model what our really cool thing is that we've got? We have TMM merch officially, officially. So you can buy actual the Morning Metro merch. It supports well, it mainly supports me because the money goes to to me honestly. But I I can I can always you know pay a little. Yeah, I, I really should, I would love to pay you honestly, Gertrude. You work really hard on this show. <laughs> you really do. But um yeah oh, you can you need it more than me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um but the link I think is uh, I think it's tpublic.com. I think it's uh forward slash user forward slash grid twenty one or something like that. I think if you go to tpublic.com you should be able to look up um my storefront, which is just grid twenty one, I think is what it is on there. Um you can look up TMM merch, you can get a mug, you can get um uh, a notebook. Um, I think there's also, I want to say, oh, what's those really? It's those, it's not like a thermos, but it's like a, um, uh, dang it. I know what it looks like. I, I'm picturing my head. I don't know what it looks like. You know, actually, it's going to bug me. Let me just go look it up instead because it's going to, it's going to like, uh, T public. Huh, talk about being ready. I was like, already. And then I'm like, nope. I want to look up one more thing. <laughs> just <laughs> one more thing. <laughs> Uh, it's like just that one more like that show on uh, Columbo just one more thing um, Let me look up my storefront here really fast. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 Here mm. we go. Okay, cool We got it. We got it. Um, so there's actually let me go ahead and switch to our so there's actually um the TMM rant you can get TMM t-shirt and uh, they both come in a black and white version of it um, let's look at the white version. So let me actually scroll down through it and look it up. Um, so you get uh, a baseball tee. You can get a crew neck, a sweatshirt, a hoodie. Uh, you can get phone case, laptop case, mug, notebook. And there was something else. I think there was like a um, 
well, I thought there was one of those like thermos water thingy madus. I can't think what they're actually called. So I'm really drawing a blank right now, is which is irritating for about. Uh, you can get all this for about twenty bucks or so, which actually is not too bad, honestly, as most things go. That's actually pretty cheap and stuff. So, um, yeah, if you want to help support the show and what we do, and just look stylish doing it, then um, yeah, you should totally go check that out. But um, yeah, but I think we're kind of ready to go ahead and pack and uh, get get into our packed show and i'm really excited because gertron moved this uh episode or not this episode he moved this article to the first uh thing and for those of you who watch the bbc version of sherlock you will definitely uh love this now the question is what was on my show notes here did i say i was going to read uh host no read the article with the actual theme okay theme music Right, so we're going to go ahead and jump into this, and we need some mood music, I think, for this particular one, so... British actor Benedict Cumberbatch embodied a real-life superhero after reportedly saving a cyclist who was being attacked on on the streets of London. The star who is known for portraying Sherlock Holmes in the the hit BBC series Sherlock reportedly saved a food delivery cyclist after he was being beaten up by a gang of four people, which the Sun reported were muggers. According to Sky News, Cumberbatch was reportedly an Uber with his wife, Sophia Hunter, when they spotted the victim. The star caught sight of the of the delivery uh, van being hit over, uh, gosh, my just down, uh, hit over the head with a bottle and decided to take action. Actually, got to turn this down just a little bit more. Cumberbatch's Uber driver Manuel uh, Manuel Diaz told the Sun, "I was taking Benedict and his wife to to the uh, to a club, but I didn't know it was him at first. I went down. I went. Uh, sorry, I went down to." Oh, I went to turn town with Malin Bone High Street, and we saw four guys were being uh, were pushing around a delivery delivero cyclist. He continued and said, "My pastor jumped out, ran over, and pulled the men away. They turned towards him, and things looked like they were getting worse. So I joined in. He stood there instructing them, uh, in, instructing them in the street, shouting, "Leave him alone!" The Uber driver then explained." that it wasn't until later that he noticed his passenger was actually Sherlock Holmes, who plays Avenger superhero Doctor Strange in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was only when I recognized Benedict, he said, uh, then it, then it all got a bit surreal. He was, uh, here was Sherlock Holmes fighting out four attackers just around the corner from Baker Street. Deus added that the fight with the attackers turned into, turned to be no contest. They tried to hit him, but he defended himself and pushed them away. He wasn't injured. Then I think they recognized it was Benedict and ran away. Once the attackers left, Deus said that the actor hugged the victim after asking if he was okay. The incident took place on Malabone High Street, just half a mile from the actor's fictional home of 221 Baker Street. On, the, on his famous BBC series. 
Benedict was courageous, brave, and selfless, the Uber driver said. If it hadn't stepped in, the cyclist could have been uh, seriously injured. According to the Sun, Cumberbatch modestly said of his heroic actions, I did it out of, well, I had to, you know. A spokesman for Delivero later told the outlet, Delivero riders are heroes uh, uh, delivering millions of meals to hungry customers right uh, right across the country. Their safety is our priority and any violence against riders is totally unacceptable. The company then thanked the famous actor for his swift rescue and said, on behalf of everyone at Delivero, thank you so much. Hmm. Okay, mm. so... And, and, and you, you know, Cumberpatch, because he played in the Avengers and Sherlock, uh, he probably did have to go through training that actually learn how to fight for all those scenes so mm -hmm. he, he wasn't just some actor who didn't know how to fight i mean granted he probably wasn't some professional fighter that if he actually fought up against somebody who was also professionally trained that he would win but he, he definitely already had skills to mm -hmm. you know, yeah defend the guy which is great that he actually got out and helped the guy most uh actors and quote-unquote rich people are like mm -hmm. look at that somebody's getting beat up well i hope they survive it and then they keep going yeah i mean the fact that he was actually like able to just jump into action so quickly was like really mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. was really mm -hmm. quite impressive in all honesty mm. take a sip of my coffee here um so yeah that was really like that's pretty um that takes some serious uh guts to just be like yeah you know, just a typical day at the office as the un the unofficial, you know, Sherlock Holmes kind of a thing. But that must have been mm -hmm. like I can't imagine being the muggers and being like, "Oh crap, it's oh, it's Sherlock," you know, kind of a thing. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's really cool. By the way, credits to uh, BBC uh, Sherlock uh, show for the theme song. I uh, I normally try to cite my sources, and that was over a minute. So hopefully, YouTube won't get upset. But oh well. Um, but yeah, that's that. I thought that would be a fun way to start our uh, start our show. That that's how that mm -hmm. turned out. So very cool. Um, cool. moving on down the article train, I believe this is yep. Gertron um, we, now. It it is it is. Um, I'm changing it up just a little bit. Man, we go um, from fighting crime to dealing with politics. How do you? And ironically. <laughs> Crime and politics seem to uh, go together a little bit sometimes. My goodness. Sometimes. It's a mixture of the politics and immigration. Oh, um, man. This has been an issue. Now, back on, uh, when was that? June 14th, General Se Jeff Sessions cited the Bible in his defense of his border policy that is resulting in hundreds of immigrant children being separated from the parents after they enter the U.S., and, and this is this is the important part. Illegally, mm -hmm. those who are entering legally, they're they're not having this issue. It's those who are entering illegally that are having this issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And session speaking in Fort Wayne, Indiana, on immigration pushed back <laughs> against criticism he had received over the policy. And uh, on June fourteenth, the cardinal in the Roman Catholic Church said that separating mothers from their babies was immoral um i'm i'm gonna say this with the, with that particular line 
uh, abortion is just just as bad. Mm-hmm. You're separating the 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 children, the babies from their mothers. Yeah. So uh, I I I'm sorry, but if the liberals are going to be so upset mm-hmm. about you know, children being separated from their parents because their parents broke the law, which in the U.S., if you break the law, your parents don't, your kids don't go to jail with you. Your kids are either A, put off in a foster care or given to another relative, and you just got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So that entire sense of it, I'm just like, they came here illegally. They got to suffer the consequences. They should have came here illegally. Yeah, I mean, it. This whole this whole thing's really been kind of like ridiculous as a whole because you know, I mean, like, yeah, I know you want to get out of your the situation that you're in, but it's kind of like you. It's almost like going from basically from bad to worse. You're going from a country that's oppressive. That's you know whatever and then you cross the border illegally and then you know heaven forbid they should get caught by you know by the border police or whatever um and it just it doesn't i don't know i I, it's it's kind of i sort of sit there and i'm like hasn't it kind of occurred to somebody that it would make more sense to just come here to the country illegally and not have to face you know Mm -hmm. illegal immigration whatever and stuff on um you know, on things and, and whatnot. So I, I don't know. It's just, it's, a, it's really, um, it's really kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, now, go on. Uh, here's, here's the Bible verse he uses. He states, I would cite to you the apostle Paul and his clear and wise command in Romans 13 to obey the laws of the government because God has ordained them for the purpose of order. He said, orderly and lawful processes are good in themselves and protect the weak and lawful. So, I mean, I've, I've always looked at it like this. God says, obey the laws of the land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and I'm just like, you decided not to obey the laws of the land. Mm-hmm. You, I don't <clears throat> care that you're being separated. Mm-hmm. You broke the law you made a choice you have to deal with it and the reason why illegal immigration is so bad Mm -hmm. is because we literally get thousands of illegal immigrations immigrants coming over some of them are good people Mm -hmm. granted some of them are good people true but a great portion of them are not i mean think about it you had to come over here illegally in the first place if you would have came over here legally then you know we'd probably be fine Mm-hmm. I have no problem with legal legal immigration. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it's kind of it the whole thing's just honestly ridiculous. And I feel like I feel like this is just constantly getting like dragged out and dragged out and dragged out. It's like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to like our president. Just be respectful. You know, like yeah. laws are here for a reason. They've been here they those those laws have been in there, like, are part of, um, you know, what we... They've been a part of our country for longer than anyone's been complaining about it. And I just kind of exactly. hate that, like, the fact that now we're trying to do more to um, to make it work, I guess, more functionally and have, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, take care of it, then suddenly it's, like, a big deal. And I'm like, well... 
guys, this has kind of been an ongoing issue for years. And it's just, it, it's again, it goes back to concepts we've talked about before on the show. Um, there are many seasons about, you know, it's just now becoming a problem because now somebody wants to step up and say something about it. Like, why wasn't it a problem before? You know, that's what I don't like. I don't really understand why it's now just becoming an issue, you know? So yeah. you're, and you're adding to it by constantly, you know, complaining about it and being like, what's like, what is this? You know, like, you know, adding this yeah. and that and calling, you know, people names, all this kind of stuff. Um, doesn't well, help here's, anybody. Here's the, here's the thing. They they complain so much about it, and the liberals, the Democrats, want to abolish ICE, the immigration control. Mm. Basically, they're the ones who track down the illegal immigrants, mainly MS-13. MS-13 is mm. a horrible, horrible gang. Obviously. And they want to abolish ICE, and then eventually, I mean, there's that leads to abolishing police in general because the police can do the same thing as ice does to a degree but you know and i the reason i say abolishing the police will come next because that's that's been all over the news too Mm. how you know they're saying that if if the liberals officially get rid of ice they're going to eventually go after the police department as well which is just nuts Mm mm-hmm I'm just like, come here legally, please. We yeah, don't, we don't, we don't have time for this. No, we don't. And and it, and it's like it's always another. And again, it's like it's kind of like it's a distraction to other things, more important things that could be uh-huh. taken care of. You know, like so, all the great success Trump has been having. Yeah. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and again, people just want to knock him, and they want to do this, they want to do that, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, spare me, please spare me. <laughs> Mm-mm. um gonna happen so yeah and and it yeah it yeah it just no just stop please stop while you're ahead <laughs> so anyway um is there anything more about this article you want to talk about here i'm gonna leave it at that <laughs> okay it's basically stop being stupid people thank you oh um let's see who okay this is also one that you decided took as well and i because i actually didn't pre-read this so go ahead and and read this about the incredibles 2 okay so when i was a little kid i watched incredibles 1 and it was amazing how long ago has it been since incredibles 1 came out oh it's it's been it's i i was literally a kid let's let's see let's see Incredibles one, <clears throat> two thousand and four. I was fourteen years old. Wait, two thousand and four. Yup. That long ago. Yup. But you. Yup. I thought you were older than that. <laughs> I was fourteen. No, wait. Yeah, I was fourteen. I was fourteen. Yup. Okay. I was I'll take 14 your, years old. I'll have to take your word for it because honestly, I like I I know I sort of know about where your age is and I'm like, wait a minute, how was he 14 when this came out? Oh yeah. I remember watching The Incredibles. I enjoyed it a lot and then at the end it was such a cliffhanger when the when it showed the baby with powers of uh-huh. like, you got to come out with the second one. And yep. it 
took them over <sighs> 10 years oh, wow. to finally come out with Incredibles 2. I have yet to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into the article, we have a video here. And is that and... the is that the video that's on the main page here? Yeah. Okay, so this comes from foxnews.com. So let's go ahead and transition and look at this video. Powering its way past all, Incredibles 2 lived up to the hype with a massive opening weekend, beating all expectations by bringing in $180 million domestically and another $51 million overseas. A worldwide mm. total, an impressive $230 million. That is freaky. This is the biggest animated opening ever. This is the biggest PG-rated opening ever. Mm. It is the third biggest opening of 2018 so far. It's the eighth biggest opening weekend of all time. This is a big deal. You know it's crazy, right? It's been 14 years since the original, which debuted at $70 million and went on to make more than $633 million. The cast believes the wait was worth it. I am so proud of this movie. I'm so, like, thrilled by it. I love, you know, the character. I love working for Brad. There's a lot of nostalgia. You know, kids were really young when the first one came out. They might be teenagers now. Families uh, love the first movie. They're coming out on Father's Day weekend. I think that's another part of this, to see the film. And Disney mounted a perfect marketing campaign. But if they want to stay at number one, the animated superheroes will have to take down the latest Jurassic World sequel. I think there's room in this marketplace for both films to grab an audience, for the marketplace to expand, mm. and for next weekend to be an even bigger weekend than this one was with those two blockbusters in the mix. Suit up, it might get weird. In Hollywood, <laughs> Michelle Polino, Fox News. Oh gosh, hey, you found a super suit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, the combined powers of superhero superheroes, the Pixar brand, and a draught of family-friendly films helped Incredibles 2 become the best animated opening of all time. Mm. The biggest PG-rated launch ever and the eighth highest film launch overall Hmm. okay okay so disney estimated sunday that the film earned 180 million in its first weekend in north american theaters crazy far surpassing industries analysts loftiest expectation which was the film pegged for 120 to 140 million debut so they got a lot more than that Mm -hmm. the previous animation record holder was another people Pixar sequel Finding Dory, which I watched Finding Dory, and that was cute and funny. I wasn't amused by Finding Dory, I'll be honest. I wasn't amused Just keep by it. <laughs> which had a 135 million launch in 2016. It was Disney's live action Beauty and the Beast that held the record for the PG debut with 174.8 million in 2017. So, uh, Incredibles 2 just barely beat them mm-hmm. and it was it's it's amazing i cannot wait to go see this mm, um, i haven't saying, seen it either have you seen the first one i saw i own the first one i haven't seen the second okay. one okay good <laughs> good um looking through looking through there was something else in here where the percentages go i, I think it was the bottom on this i think oh, at the bottom According to Disney's, adults made up 31% of the audience, most likely because 
most of the adults saw the first one mm-hmm. when they were young, and they they've been waiting for the second one to come out. So when it finally came out, it was kind of like, wow. I mean, I'm gonna have to watch the first one again before I watch the second one because there's a lot you of correlation a, between the two. You kind of need a refresher in some of it. It, 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 it exactly. Now, families accounted for 57% and teens 11%. Hmm. So, I, mean, I am glad that it's doing well. Mm-hmm. And I have not actually looked at the ratings so far. Don't worry, no spoilers. Uh, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I am rotten to excuse me. What's rotten tomatoes? <laughs> uh, rotten tomatoes is uh, one of the major sites that reviews movies. Oh, <laughs> you have critics and you have, I mean, it's a, what a weird name for a, a site a... though that like supposed to like review something and it's called rotten well, tomatoes. That make me like, what <laughs> either you're a fresh tomato or you're a rotten tomato, I guess. And IMDb eight point two out of ten. Hmm. I mean, it's it's getting it's getting good reviews. So that's, that's cool. That's good to know. That's good. Yeah. That's totally. Good. Awesome. Well, yeah. I um I know that my family wanted to see it. I I I was interested in seeing it. I guess um because there's been a lot of really good uh films that's come out um here and there um and to see like. Because, I mean, there's been some good films, there's been some bad films, but to see, some, like, a, another really good, like, family, <coughs> excuse me, family film to come out is actually pretty sweet, honestly. We need more family films, honestly, especially in all this, like, craziness. It'd be great to have, you know, have, definitely have more family films and stuff, but very cool. I'm glad, I'm glad it's getting such good, um, uh, such great, um, feedback. And, I, and the statistics for the, um... I see this the solo a Star Wars story is now in fourth place, followed by Deadpool, but at the top is Incredibles two, um, and even in Avengers Infinity Wars is down at like eighth, which is a which is pretty huge um, because you know like people were obsessed with Avengers coming out and stuff, or um, that is to mm-hmm. say. Um, you know the fact that it was just one of those like highly anticipated. Mm-hmm films is definitely um pretty interesting altogether so cool stuff yeah. very cool stuff cool stuff indeed so moving on down the article train My goodness go from movies to rack okay i have i don't know anything about this article what is this about this raccoon can you please explain <laughs> My granted, while this this was this was on June twelfth of twenty eighteen, a raccoon scaled a building, and he made it up to the twenty third floor, more than two hundred feet above the street, what? according to NPR News. And if we watch this video here, we get to see the the this little raccoon in action. All right, let me see. Let me go ahead and uh, do some mixing here. not really a lot of sound no i know the raccoon is just taking a break (laughs) scaling the walls oh my gosh how does it how better question why question (laughs) nobody really knows 
nobody really knows so this raccoon just decided to take a walk one day and and that's where it decided yeah. to 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 go was to scale mm. a building for some random reason i see there's been a twitter account made for it the, the mpr oh, raccoon oh yes oh yes i made a big mistake uh, his, his only tweet now how did they get the raccoon can you read a little bit of this story here so we're not sort of left at a bit of a cliffhanger but can you sort of talk about like how they got it down or what the actual because again i haven't pre, okay. pre this okay. was your article i didn't pre-read this one okay now animal control personnel hope to get the critter down from the building before it went any higher officials set traps with food hoping to lure it and in the herring climb the star Tri tribune reported we don't want to scare him Lori Brickley, spokeswoman for the city's Department of Safety Inspections, told the newspaper, the best thing is to leave him alone. Mm. The raccoon received its couple of hours of fame on social media <laughs> as users monitored its climb through hashtag NPR raccoon. Oh, users posted photos of the raccoon's plight on social media. NPR's reporter Tim Nielsen tweeted a video of the raccoon doing a mm. little grooming from the 23rd floor's ledge now that he's on social now that he's a social media star mm. now page donnelly law which is also located in the ubs building posted some close-up shots of the varmint which law firm said seems to be doing very well i i, I i'm looking at these photos like eric is like hey hi i'm just taking a little walk don't I mean, mind me come on yeah, We've I been see told some. That the building has live traps on the roof and are trying to get him to go up there. Wow, they want him to go even higher. Uh... <laughs> we all just have to keep our fingers crossed. Evan Frost, also of the NPR News, tweeted the raccoon got a visit from the St. Paul Fire Department and that cat food had been placed on the roof of the building. Mm. By Tuesday afternoon, the raccoon had its own Twitter account with its first tweet saying, I made a big mistake mm. wow whoever and they, they did they did eventually get him off the building and he's safe and back doing imagine walking to work feels like imagine just walking into work one day and be like and you you see this and you come home and you're like your wife goes how's your day at work and you're like got visited by a raccoon your boss no an actual raccoon <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> Wow, that's something you don't see every day. <laughs> nice. Nope, you don't see it every day. Nice. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. <clears throat> brave right. little raccoon. <clears throat> the brave little raccoon. Um, so the we're we're kind of wanting. Man, this is actually feeling a pretty like a pretty short pilot episode. My gosh, we haven't actually like ah oh, crazy. <laughs> um, I feel like maybe we need more articles next week or something. I don't know. I think we just had a lot of short articles. We did have a lot of short articles. That's fine. Okay, now please explain this video. Uh, scumbag former Green Party member assaults kids in Water Waterburger over Trump hat. I saw this on the news, but what is all this and all this ridiculousness? Basically, it's another liberal that attacks Trump supporters. But like, why? I mean, because because they feel like it. You ain't support shit, nigga. Oh, I didn't realize. I it. told you. I I told you there was language. Oh my. There was one word. 
That's... And I like how the kid's just, the, the kid in the yellow shirt's kind of just like, <laughs> okay, okay, just wait for him to leave. Just wait for him to leave. Uh, I mean, are you kidding me? And, and, and you want us to take the liberal party seriously, seriously? when you're acting like this? <sighs> Sorry, uh, I mean, sorry, sorry, uh, Twitch or anybody was listening about that. I, I didn't, I, fr I didn't realize he actually was going to use that terminology. Oopsie. I, to I, you know, I know. I, I you. I told you you should watch it. Yeah, I, I, I thought it'd be. It. I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Um. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's 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 gone viral. Unfortunately, viral. yeah, it's kind of ridiculous yeah. that that's so like that. He's, he's been fired from his current job, kicked out of the Green Party, and he was fired by the Rumble Bar. I don't, I think Rumble Bar is probably just a bar, and he he, he might be facing jail time. Wow. Okay. Let's I mean, take a look. Most recently, um. <clears throat> I mean, he's, he probably will get, he probably will face jail time. It wouldn't surprise me. But, I mean, just leave people alone. Well, and see, like, this, like again, this goes back to the fact that, like, people are so... <sighs> okay, first of all, insulting people doesn't, doesn't solve the issue. It just adds to it. Um, secondly, it, that's not how you deal with an argument or deal with an indifference with somebody. Um, and yeah, like, I don't understand, like, why, like, how does throwing stuff at people or, like, honestly, a lot of, I see, it appears to me anyway, that people who do this stuff and cause these issues are usually just people who are basically hurting people themselves, who've had things in their own life that's happened, and this is them, they're adults, and they're rebelling. These are rebelling adults. And mm -hmm. when you haven't dealt with personal, you know, your personal issues or whatever, this mm. is the result of, of when, what ends up, um, what ends up, uh, happening, they get older and they, um, they cause these issues and it's just kind of like, you know, um, I don't know. It's just, I, it's like, it's like, really, was this really necessary to, to act this way and for us how can we take you seriously if you're just going to keep you know keep up this behavior and keep up this um this overall mindset with things i don't know it's just really completely unnecessary behavior and nobody's going to take you seriously if you're just going to throw insults and whatever and a lot of people that try to defend their point with things um they seem to have like a lot of like red herrings or weak arguments i'm just like nobody nobody's gonna listen to you if you have a weak argument nobody's gonna listen nope. to you if you don't have your facts together because you're blowing hot air and contributing you know to the to the problem instead of being the one that wants to solve the problem um so i don't know i don't see how doing that to people makes the situation any better that's just me I mean, if all you if all you can do is obstruct and complain, disturb and, the disturb the peace, yeah, yeah, and and not come up with an actual logical reason, 
and have an actual logical debate. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nobody. Nobody's going to take you seriously. They're mm-hmm. just going to leave you to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And it's honest. It is honestly really ridiculous that that's what people have resorted to. And I'm just like, this mm-hmm. doesn't. This doesn't help anybody. You know, it's kind of like insults never hurt anybody. They just it just makes people more mad and upset because nobody likes being insulted. A lot of unfortunately, a lot of common sense is obviously has gone out the window, and people don't want to be um, peaceable about things, and then you end up with these kind of issues and stuff. Um, so, oh, excuse me. Sorry, guys. I didn't get a lot of sleep. I was too excited about doing this, and I'm just kind of like trying to get through all this and stay awake for it but yeah that's um yeah i think we're i think i'm done with this article i think i think we're ready to move on which again another article from gertron gertron a lot of articles today wait Um, hmm? wait no this one's for you it is for me records hidden up by oh host article (laughs) article is short read on stream cool (laughs) is it really short though in all honesty maybe it is marketing okay this comes from foxnews.com uh in their tech section uh marketing Mm -hmm. firm accidentally exposes 340 million records online my okay first of all who forgot to update the antivirus (laughs) i'll be walking in there and be like did you not i told you there were patches why didn't you install them <laughs> a little known marketing firm may have exposed personal information of every adult. Oh, every adult in the US? Gee, who is? A Wednesday security researcher named Vinny Torab said he stumbled on a massive database containing a record of 340 million uh, people, all of which was mistakenly made available online. Why? Why? The, rec- the records were Why? held in a, in a database from Exit. How do you pronounce it? It's Exitus. Exitus, a firm that specializes in helping companies reach potential customers via email, phone number, or postal address. For some reason, uh, Exactus Ex, failed to place the database behind a firewall. What? Mm. What? The- <laughs> So I mean, much, why? There, really? There's so much wrong with this article just reading it as a whole. Leave it open for anyone to access. Great job. Uh, how long the database was exposed isn't known, but it contained a detailed information on 230 million customers and another 110 million businesses' businesses contacts, Torah told PC Mag. Each record can list the subject's phone number, address, date of birth, estimated income, Number of children, educational level, oh gee whiz, just gets worse, uh, credit rating, and more. Oh, oh gosh. According to Torah, according to Torah, the records are divided into dozens of different fields that can identify whether a person uh, reads books, owns a dog, or a cat, or invests in real estate. Oh gosh. I looked up a bunch of my friends, and the b- database was well was all well pretty accurate Torres said adding this is more information that other people can use to create scams or uh fraudulent mm. uh fraudulent activities uh let's oh see news of uh news of the leak was exposed or was first reported friday fortunately 
The affected records contain no social security numbers, that's good, or credit card information, also good. <laughs> and according to Tora, oh Exa I don't even, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce this. Exactus? Exactus, thank you. Pulled the database off the open internet when he contacted the company about the leak. Well, it's kind of a bit late. Yeah, as soon as something reaches the internet, do you know how many times it was probably copied and shared? You might have closed down your particular leak, but that information's already been shared everywhere else. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking somebody's going to get sued. <clears throat> yep. Still, the incident raises an unsettling question. Did any hackers notice the 340 million records too? Probably. Probably, I yep. mean, hackers are always looking for stuff, let's be honest. It's certainly possible... Given that exit, how do you pronounce it, Gertrude? I'm sorry. Database exactly. was was in was indexed online, according to Tora, who leads his own security firm, Night Lion Security. That's actually a cool name. A month ago, cool. he discovered the records while investigating the security of database built within uh, Elastic, Elastic Search. Search using a mm -hmm. search engine called Shudan. He was, uh, he was able to identify about 7,000 publicly accessible uh, less, uh, elastic... Oh my gosh, these names. <laughs> I'm trying! Elasticsearch. Database, one of which he later discovered was owned by... Oh, Exactus. Thank you, Exactus. I'm so sorry. I, I Normally, I pre-read articles. This is one I didn't pre-read, and I didn't realize, and I feel stupid, so I'm so sorry. I, uh, the server was kind of... of wide open Taurus said if anybody was looking for it they could have found it and grabbed the data so uh so far exactus hasn't publicly commented on the leak well, of course they're not going to co publicly comment on the leak however the florida-based company does claim to have records on 280 million individuals yeah, 218 million uh, individuals, and along with 52 million records with business phone numbers. How it obtains mm. so much sensitive information isn't clear, but Exactus is merely one of the several uh, data mining firms that, that excel on collecting people's personal data for marketing purposes. Other providers such as Axacom can collect the information by tapping into public records, using consumer surveys, or buying it from commercial uh, entities <clears throat> that have merged to gather the data with your own consent. As creepy as it sounds, the data mining is usually done legally, but clearly... Uh, hoarding all that sensitive data can pose a massive security risk. Well, well, duh, duh. And they don't put it behind a firewall. Are you what, they kidding put it... me? Lawsuits. What do they Lawsuits. put it? What do they put it in like a demilitarized zone on their network or something? What idiot doesn't put that behind a firewall? Good, good gravy. Nowadays, everything goes behind a firewall. Mm-hmm. Or supposed to, not, anyway. And if it's not behind a firewall, then there's issues. Mm -hmm. There's issues. Definitely. Issues like a tissue. Um, <laughs> issue like a tissue. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. kind of like, you sit there, where's the... I'm looking for the... Oh, here it is. You would sit in there, and you walk in, and you're just kind of like... Really? Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Um, and and get, get this, get this. In 2017, the population of the U.S. was 325.7 million people. So, 
if they accidentally expose 340 million records, that's every single person in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, basically. That means that means Ooh. most likely your records, my records, everybody's records. Oh, jeez. And if the hackers got it, granted, I mean, if they're going by last name, mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna be caught. You're gonna be caught first. I'm gonna be caught last. But you know, the, honestly, honestly, they this this company needs to send money out to all their people that mm-hmm. they had data on. Well, unfortunately, money doesn't actually really solve the fact that their data was was stolen. So, no, but it's nice. <laughs> well, yeah, but doesn't solve the issue. It just it just makes it convenient. Uh, just 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 saying, you know, money can only fix I, so I, much. <laughs> This 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 is true. I'm I'm still waiting. I'm waiting for my check. So should I be so should we report ne- this time next next week or the week after that we got a check in the mail for our exposed data? Should we really be expecting that? Probably not. Probably not. I didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> One can dream. Good name. And speaking of of dreaming yeah. and forecasting the future, uh, Gertron, this is your article. Now this is. Unfortunately, a very long article, uh, but we're going to kind of skim it. This, yeah. is the, this is the massive one that I was like, oh, I didn't realize how many things. I said skim article for good parts, so go ahead and let's talk about this. About a new supercomputer. Uh, five ways the world's fastest <laughs> supercomputer could change the world. This comes from NBCNews.com. Gertrude, take it away. Okay. From ending the opioid epidemic to making fusion power possible. Summit, which is the name of this computer, may help researchers meet all sorts of goals. Scientists have high hopes for the world's fastest computer, which is now up and running at Oak Ridge National Laboratory in Tennessee after its June 8th launch. A $200 million water-cooled monster that covers an area the size of two tennis courts. Mm. The computer dubbed Summit has been clocked at handling 200 quadrillion calculations a second, or 200 petaflops. That's more than twice as fast as the previous record holder, China's 93 petaflop Sunway Tahu Light, and so fast that it would take every person on Earth doing one calculation a second for 305 days to do what the Summit can do in a single second. I feel like this is this song's appropriate. The world's fastest supercomputer can do over. Wait, where, 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 where is it? Where is it? Where's the calculation? Uh, two hundred tr- uh, quadrillion calculations in a single second. We are in the future. Okay, I'm done. Go on. Your mic keeps cutting out. <laughs> uh, that's not my... I'll have to change the sensitivity of it, but go on. Sorry. Okay. <sighs> okay. Summit gives the U.S. bragging rights. More important, it gives scientists a new tool to conduct research that is all but impossible to do with other supercomputers. My hopes are that we, can, we are able to attract the world's best scientists to work on their dream problems, says Jack Wells, the director of science at Oak Ridge Leadership Computing Facility, to open up venues, P2 
people thought were not possible in this time frame to solve problems that people thought were 20 years away in the next five years. Now, I have here. a, I have a question ahead. here. I don't understand, because, like, I want to say, like, the human mind is, like, amazing enough as it is. So, my, kind of like my question is, like, what... Why would you need a supercomputer to calculate certain things, or is it just because of the series of like math calculations that the brain is not able to like? I mean, yeah, it would take a while to hand write problems, but like, is it just because of the computing power that like it can do it faster than what the human brain could technically discover or like do math in their head type of thing? Is that why we have supercomputers for this kind of stuff? It's smarter than us, and it it may not be able to hold as much information as us but it can grab that information lock work okay so your mind okay it is a supercomputer yes but it's only as powerful as you are able to control it mm-hmm. if you cannot control your mind to remember i mean look at like that can you remember what you did the first day you were born probably cried okay but that's a probably. Do you remember the uh, the first bird you saw when you were born? Probably not. Okay. The uh, the supercomputer can. Mm-hmm. Because it can just pull that information right out. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between a supercomputer and our mind. While that memory is still in your head, it it would take you a long time, if you're even able to, to pull that memory out. The supercomputer can do what our minds can't do Mm -hmm. a lot quicker. True. Okay, good point. All right, point made. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. So, here are five ways the summit could change the world. Predicting opioid addiction. Uh, Roughly 10% of the people who take an opioid painkiller slip into addiction, says Dan Mm. Jacobson, a computational biologist at the laboratory. That screams genetics to us, otherwise everybody would get addicted. He and Mm. his team plan to use Summit to compare the genetic profiles of 600,000 individuals, in this case the U.S. military veterans, against clinical records showing whether they were prescribed opioids and if they became addicted. So, Mm. I mean, if if it can... parse out all the information and figure out who's going to become addicted and who's not i mean it i have a better uh, i have a better suggestion how about you just not give people that stuff in general some people do need it especially cancer patients uh i working in the pharmaceutical field so Mm -hmm. to speak um Almost every opioid requires some sort of preauthorization because the government's cracked down on it. The mm-hmm. golden ticket mm-hmm. to get opioids, like without any issues whatsoever, is to have cancer. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's like one of those things when when a when a nurse comes on the line and tells me, "Oh, this patient has cancer and they're trying to get like oxycotton," I'm like, "That's already going to get approved. I already know that because that's like one of the first questions bypasses all the other twenty different questions oh I have to ask them." So. There are some people who do need it. Now, the problem is when uh, people go to the emergency room with a broken limb or a sprained ankle or something like that, and the doctor mm-hmm. says, here, here's some opioids. Go take this, oh, and you'll be fine. That's, that's where it's not supposed to be used for that, and that's why one of, the ma- one of the other first questions 
we have to ask them is whether or not this medication is going to be used for long-term chronic pain. And if they answer no to that, then uh, that that's the end of the case there because they're not going to get it. It's mm-hmm. not, not supposed to be used for short-term pain. That's only going to be there for a little while. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I still don't think it's smart, but, you know, that's just me. Um, <clears throat> other things, such as advancing fusion power. This, this sounds sci- kind of... Yeah. Scientists have been long working to develop fusion power <clears throat> as a limitless source of clean energy, but several technical hurdles remain before fusion power becomes a reality, including finding a way to contain the superheated form of matter known as plasma in which nuclear fusion occurs. Hmm. The world's largest experimental fusion reactor, the ATER facility in Grenoble, France, France is designed to contain plasma using powerful magnetic fields, but the plasma is highly turbulent at its edges, and it makes it hard for scientists to tell just how much energy the plasma, plasma will exert against the reactor walls. Now, that someone is available, Wells says... Scientists from Princeton University plans to use it to simulate behavior of plasma in an unprecedented Yeah, yeah, yeah. Detail. That should help make sure that ITER will work as designed and speed the development of larger fusion reactors. Which means we could which means we could potentially not need um coal or uh nuclear uh sorry to say nuclear like that nuclear power as well nuclear um so the yeah that could that could be honestly a really helpful uh helpful thing for sure definitely yeah it's Um, clean energy and that's that's important now i'm gonna skip the uh uh, the other ones here i mean basically mm -hmm. this computer is just going to figure everything out well, at least yeah, most of most of everything out and stuff. I mean, there's some things we kind of already know based on what your personal belief system is, obviously. Um, but um, but yeah, that's very cool, awesome. I wonder how much uh, I wonder how much terabytes of of storage is in. I'm more interested about the specs of this thing, actually. What the like, what um, what hardware is this thing? Because the fun part was um, in uh. Well, let's take a look at this one particular screenshot. It looks like okay, so it sounds really dumb. So there's certain companies that have a certain type of look to them that just based on like the metal look, the mesh, the plastic. To me, this looks like Dell hardware because the the plastic tabs on these racks here, the color blue is the same color blue that Dell uses for drive mounts on their like Dell Precision cases and stuff. So I'm wondering mm. if Dell contributed some of this hardware to this supercomputer project. Mm. Is there anything online um, about it? Just taking a look here. That tells me... Oh! 512 DDR4 plus 96 gigabytes HDM2 memory. Ooh. Uh, the processor. I don't even know what kind of processor that is. It's just the IBM Power 9. It's probably oh. not the processor you can get from anywhere. Um, I mean, if it's like AMD Ryzen, because AMD had HBM before Intel did. Um, and I know yeah. that I know that GPUs are really are often like, especially 
Quadro and a bunch of other ones are um, highly computed, um, uh, highly computed, or not highly, they're, they're good for high computing, yeah. computational calculations, that's what I'm trying to say. They're really good for high computational calculations and stuff, um, and I hate to think what the, what the electric bill looks like for that, honestly. Oh my. Like, the electric oh, bill for that's gonna be crazy. Did you find something? The Summit has... 9,216 CPUs in total. How many? 9,216. Wow. And GPUs, mm. 27,648 GPUs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it does 49 teraflops, 200 petaflops, system mm. memory, 10 petabytes. Whoa. CPU, GPU memories, NV leak, 300 gigabytes per second. Power consumption, 13 megawatts. 13 I'm megawatts trying of power. The, I'm trying to find out how much RAM is in this thing. It doesn't tell me. Didn't didn't you just read off the RAM though? Where where did you? Where it was a little bit before me? that. So something about system RAM in there. Or were you curious about GPU see. RAM? That was CPU, GPU oh. memory, system memory. Oh, system memory, 10 petabytes. That's a lot of petabytes. That's crazy. Oh my goodness. Like, imagine all the Minecraft servers you could run. <laughs> oh my. Imagine oh all my. the all the Twitch streams you could run. I know, like, right? That'd be, like, all the instances of OBS that could just be running on that thing would be, like, ridiculous. Virtual computers. All the virtual, all the VMs <laughs> of the world. Everybody gets a terabyte of RAM. There you go. <laughs> Nice, nice. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that kind of so brings much. us to a bit of a close of um, of the Morning Metro's um, episode one, season five. Um, mm -hmm. thank you guys for for being part of the show and and hanging out and chatting and those who were you know lurking in chat. We appreciate it as usual. Um, we're trying to figure out a bit of a schedule. Uh, keep an eye on the Morning Metro Twitter. Because we're, um, you can follow us on Twitter um, at the Morning Metro, and also on Facebook, the Morning Metro as well. Um, we'll be trying to figure out if there's, if we need to do like a schedule change or whatever. Uh, if we'll be doing like every Saturday or every other Saturday, we're not really sure. We're still planning it. But yeah, thank mm. you guys so so much. And until then, we will we'll see you guys later. Thank you, Gertrude. And yep. Yep. We'll, see you guys uh, later. See us. Thank you for listening to The Morning Metro. All stories and articles belong to the respected companies. Songs used for broadcasts. Intro music. Retro Funky by Persephone. Remixed by Sundance. Outro music. 305 by Approaching Nirvana. All music belongs to the respected copyright holders. For article submissions, questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at themorningmetro at gmail.com.